Sorry. <laughs> Watch out. Okay. Welcome to Elevate. Welcome to Elevate. Uh, one more time. Welcome to Elevate. <laughs> okay. So, house rules. House rules. So, can y'all stand up for me, please? Okay. Thank you. Okay. Okay. First and fo- foremost, once you're here, you're here. Okay. No leaving. No fighting, no cursing, no threatening, no gang affiliation or the like. Okay. So don't bring that stuff here. It's holy. Uh, no type, no talking while someone is on the mic. Shut off all cell phones. Okay. If I had a cell phone, I would shut it off. <laughs> okay. No PDA. Okay. Guys with, with guys or girls with guys. Okay. No PDA whatsoever. Okay. Number six. Respect the leaders and your, and each other. Okay. And number seven. The most important important of all. Live like Jesus. Watch out. One, two, one, two, testing. Give it up for Kevin, y'all. <laughs> I literally walked in there sweaty and tired. I'm like, man, I ain't going to do this. Kevin, go up there. Me? Yeah. With the mic? Yeah, go with the mic. Is it on? Yes, it's going to be on. Go up there. You serious? Get up there. Okay. And he did it. <laughs> Who's really nervous? Get up for Dito. Come on, one more time. Give it up for Kevin. If we can have my boy Chris come on over, get ready for worship. Y'all can come up to the front. Come on. Testing. A little more value for the guitar, please. One, two, one, two. Nice and loud. How many of you guys are hot? Okay, not, not literally like appearances, but just like hot. Like sweaty. Can we can we drop it down a little bit? Because I'm over here. Aha. I'm about to praise the Lord. It's just all wet here. Nasty. I would give somebody money if they come and like pat it down. Like five bucks. Come on, just touch I got it. You. I got no, you. I would not. I'm not just kidding. Although, funny story, I remember back when I was in Lane Tech. Back when I was in Lane Tech, we used to get really sweaty and nasty. It's just, and it would start to smell bad when people didn't take showers. But how many of you guys know you got a pastor that loves to take showers? <laughs> Praise God. I don't know what I'm doing. How many of you guys decided for worship? <laughs> Father, we thank you for just an awesome day. God, we don't care if the weather can't make up it tomorrow. Lord, we know that you make up your mind. And you say that you love us and we're grateful for that. Come on, if you're grateful for that, come on and just say hallelujah. Praise God. This first song, I think you guys know it. Instead of explaining it, let's go ahead and play it. Come on, 
we'll sing it out. And I've got, and I've got a river of living water, a fountain that never will run dry. Come on. And it's an open heaven, the joy releasing, and we will never be denied. Come on, sing it, showing up. Because we're showing up deep, deeper wells. <laughs> I want to teach you guys. Some of you guys got it, but I want to. Personally, I, I don't do it, but I want everybody to do it. I just want you to stir it. Let me see if I can have my boy Chris. Go ahead and stir. So as I sing it, Chris is going to do it. Already? What? It's because we're stirring up deep, deeper wells. We're stirring up deep, deeper waters. We're going to dance. And we see you dance. And da- okay, so you guys are getting it, okay? So you stir it, okay? Just make sure no one's next to you so you're grinding on them. We don't want none of that. Be like, none of that. Look to your neighbor and say, keep it holy. We can ask her, keep it holy. <laughs> Please, keep it holy. I don't want to have to stop worship, take off the guitar. Like, that would be inappropriate, like, stop that. All right, let's go from the beginning, y'all. Come on, right? Come on, let me hear you singing that. And I've got, and I've got a river of living water, a fountain that never will run dry. And it's open, it's an open heaven, a joy releasing, and we will never be denied. Come on, get ready, shut up. Cause we're stirring up deep, deep wells. Cause shut up. We're stirring up deep, deep waters. We're gonna dance in the river. Dance in the river. up. Cause we're stirring up deep, deep wells. We're stirring up deep, deep waters. We're gonna jump in the river. Jump. We can all sing deep cries. Deep cries out to deep cries out to. Deep cries out to, deep cries out to, we cry out to, we cry out to you, Jesus. Deep cries, deep cries out to, deep cries out to, deep cries out to, deep cries out to, we cry out to, we cry out to you, Jesus. Back to the top. And I've got a river of living water, a fountain that never will run dry. Push it open, and it's an open heaven, it's surely leasing, and we will never be denied. Come on, up, cause we're stirring up deep, deep west. We're stirring up deep, deep water. Come on, dance. We're gonna dance in the river. Dance in the river. Straight up. We're stirring up deep, deep waters. We're stirring up deep, deep waters. We're gonna jump. We're gonna jump. Sing deep cries. Deep cries out to deep cries out to. Deep cries out to deep cries out to. So we cry out to we cry out to you, Jesus. So deep cries. And deep cries out to deep cries out to. Deep cries out to deep cries out to. We cry out to we cry out to you, Jesus. Come on, clap your hands.
more. Help them out, Chris. Let's sing it out. And if we go to the left, and if we go to the left, and if we go to the right, and we go to the left, we're gonna jump, 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 jump in the river. Jump, 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 jump in the river. We go to the left, and if we go to the left, we go to the right, and we go to the right. We're gonna jump, 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 jump. I gotta listen. Jump, 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 jump. And if we go to the left, if we go to the left, and if we go to the right, we will go to the right. Come on and jump, 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 jump in the river. Jump, 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 everybody. If we go to the left, if we go to the left, and if we go to the right, and we go to the we're gonna dance, 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 dance in the river. Dance, dance, sing deep cries. Deep cries out to deep cries out to. Deep cries out, deep cries out to, we cry out, we cry out to you, Jesus. One more time, deep. And deep cries out, deep cries out to, deep cries out, deep cries out to, we cry out, we cry out to you, Jesus. Well, just the voices. And deep cries out to, deep cries out to, deep cries out, deep cries out to. We cry out and we cry out to you, Jesus. So deep cries out and deep cries out to, deep cries out, deep cries out to, and we cry out, we cry out to you, Jesus. One more time, deep cries. Deep cries out and deep cries out to, deep cries out and deep cries out to, deep cries out and deep cries out to. You, Jesus. Come on, give a hand clap of praise to the Lord in this place. Come sing higher than. The more constant in the trials and the change. The one thing. Come sing one thing. Remains. Come sing one thing. One thing. Remains. Come say that again. Say one thing. Your love. Your love it never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me. And your love it never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me. And your love it never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me. Your love. Wanna sing that again? Your love never fails. Your love never fails and never gives up. It never runs out on me. Your love never fails and never gives up. It never runs out on me. Your love never fails, it never gives up. Never runs out on me. Your love. Come to sing on and on. We 
goes on and on and on and on it goes. Music overwhelms and satisfies my soul. And I never ever have to be afraid. Sing one thing, one thing. We'll sing one thing, one thing. Just for everybody here right now, I just want everybody to get close to the stage, as close as you can right now. If you just, I just want you with a repentant heart to just keep that in your mind. Keep that in your mind, just, just God loves and never fails. No matter what you're going through in school, no matter how your relationships are going, no matter how things are going in your household, God's love never fails. We're here right now to praise God because He never failed on us. How many know that God's love never fails? So I want you guys to sing this out again. I want you to sing it out with as much passion as you can. As if you were talking to Jesus right now. Alright? So ready? Your love never fails. It never gives up. It never runs out on me. And your love never fails. It never gives up. never runs out on me. And your love it never fails. It never gives up. never runs out on me. I want you guys to sing it as loud as you can right now, right? Sing it as loud as you can. Your love never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me. And your love never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me. And your love never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me. Your love. Your love never fails, Lord. Never fails. Your love never fails, oh God. That's why I sing songs to you. Though the world thinks I'm crazy, I'm crazy love for you. Oh, I can feel you. I can feel you, Lord. You feel my heart. Come feel my heart, Lord. It never gives up, it never runs out on me. And your love never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me. And your love never fails, it never gives up, never runs out on me. 
and you love, love. Come on, guys. I, I don't want you guys to miss out. You heard Brother Chris right now. I can't, come on, I can't, I can't explain it every week. Point in the attitude of prayer with your eyes closed. If you guys can just focus and just listen to what I want to share with you right now. Week in and week out, there are those that come after God. There are those that seek God's face. There are those that don't care, that have denied themselves. And yet there are those that are so aware of themselves. There are those that are just bystanders, onlookers. Come on, we want you to be a part of this. Come on, if you're just you, just close your eyes. It just helps. You don't focus on what's going around. People making, making you laugh. You're thinking something's funny when it's not. Come on. I want you to think about right now what God's love means to you right now. Come on, what does it mean to you when I say Jesus Christ loves you? Come on. Does that do anything for you today? Does that give you a reason to go after God in these times of worship? When we sing songs of His love never failing? Come on. Out on me, and your love never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me. Your love never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me. Cause your love never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me. Because on and on and on and on and on and on it goes Because it overwhelms Because it overwhelms and satisfies my soul And I never, and, and I, I never ever have to be afraid Sing one thing one thing We think Sing back to the top on and on and on and on and on and on it goes Cause it overwhelms, cause it overwhelms and satisfies my soul And I never, cause I never ever have to be afraid Sing one thing One thing We Yeah, with hands lifted up, sing one thing never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me. If your love never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me. If your love never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me. Your love.
Come on, what's God saying to you today? feel on my heart right now that there's some people that feels it feels like because they have messed up you feel like you can't worship right now you feel like you can't speak to God right now you feel like if you do it you'll be a hypocrite the reason you're here right now is to get in, in just in in God's presence to feel him now to worship him now let God change you whatever you've done don't worry about it repent move on Come on, if that's you, I need you right now to just respond to what the Lord is saying. Come on. God is using Chris right now to speak to you. Just receive that word. Just repent from your sins. Turn from your evil ways. Come on, let's worship him. Ain't no sin that can hold you down from worshiping the Lord. Come on, there is freedom. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We proclaim that and we receive that today. Come on, let none of you right now in this time of worship be held down by what you've done, by past mistakes. Come on, the Lord forgives you. Come on, just come to Him in repentance. Come on. Yes, we come to you, Lord. Have your way. We say, have your way, Lord. to teach you this next song and it's just a song I love to sing just on my own and it just reminds me it just when I sing it I just I'm reminded of the intimacy that I have with God no matter the season No matter, no matter the season that I walk into, you are my first God. You are my first. No matter, no matter the season that I walk into, you are my first God. You are my first. You are my love, my love. You are my love, my love. Sing that out. You are my love, my love. You are my love, my love. Sing no matter. The season that I walk into, you are my first God, you are my first. No matter the season that I walk into, you are my first God, you are my first. 
student in this place if you don't show up God if you don't move in these meetings and there is no hope to go home to there is no rejoicing after a message there is nothing to look forward to if you don't move in these times if you're not real to us here and now we don't have anything and we've come to that realization that we've become desperate for you I don't know about you in this place but I've become desperate for the Lord to come and meet with me week in and week out day in and day out I've learned what it is to be away from God and I don't like it. And I know what it is to be close to God. And I love it. And I want it. It's what I seek. Come on, don't short yourself out from what God can do right now. Come on, and with the heart of worship and an attitude of prayer. Come on, before we close out right now, I want you guys to press in. Just go a little further than what you did last week, what you did yesterday. Come on, I come here for a touch. I come here for His Holy Spirit to fill me up. I'm not crazy. I know what it's like. I'm going to keep on singing a song until I get there. I'm going to keep on being desperate. I'm going to keep on raising my voice. I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm desperate for you, God.
There's so much that I can say right now. Just feel the Spirit leading. A lot ties into what I'm going to speak to on today. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to end this time of worship. We're going to have our breakout group. And then we're going to come right back. We're not going to take more than two minutes, even less. Two minutes for breakouts. Come back. I'll share the announcements at the end. I want to get into this word, what the Lord has. Father, I thank you for every student here. God, you're moving in spite of us, and you're moving because of us. God, and I pray for those that you're moving in spite of. God, their eyes will be open today, that they can be a part of the move. And for those that are already rock and rolling, Father, take them deeper. Take them deeper. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, Quinn, attitude of prayer. I just want us to listen just really closely. I want us to break out some soft, like, worship music in the back. And after we come back from breakout, we're getting right into the word. Or I just feel God is doing something special, just tied in. I, I can start my sermon now. As a matter of fact, this is what we're going to do. We're having breakouts afterwards. You guys can find your way back to your seat, please. Praise God. Usually, for those who who come here for for the longest now, you know this is not the order of service. Usually, we have our time of breakouts. We have a wonderful time in between. We joke around. We we do everything. But I just feel something really special uh, just right now. And, And how many know it's okay to let God interrupt what we had planned on because what the Holy Spirit has is a lot better. Can you get an amen? So with that said, we're going to have all the announcements. We're going to have everything for you. If my brother can get that ready for, for you at the end. But I really just felt that I want to get this to you. Strike while the iron is hot is a saying that they say to, to get the ball rolling. And, I'm, and I want to speak to you today. We, we're in this series called What Lies Beneath. Last week, we talked about King David. We talked about the mask that we use to cover who we are. We use it, and we learn of King David's experience, these stories in the Bible. It's history. We know the Bible has it for a reason. And why would the Bible have a story of a man's downfall? If anything, wouldn't you have a story of someone's, like, how they did good? Don't add when they messed up. Take that out of the Bible. Don't put that in there so that people have an excuse not to believe in God because, oh, look, David couldn't do it. David fell. Why would you put that in the Bible? God, why would you have the person write that? But it's so that we can go back and look at their life and say, I'm not going to make the same mistake as. 
They say hindsight is twenty twenty. When you look back at all the things you did, you can tell, yeah, that wasn't a good idea. That was an okay idea. That definitely shouldn't happen. I messed up there. And so we learned about the mask last week, and we learned about offering it up and letting God come in and, and change you and being who you are. This week, in keeping with that, I want to talk to you about the monster. Now, I know what you're thinking. Like, man, Adam, you're really serious, and then you're going to have to throw that out me. You can't have I, I'm just going to have to laugh a little bit. What are you talking about? The monster. Like, how do you go from a time of prayer to talking about the monster? And I know that for some of you guys, it's funny. You want to laugh. But just catch me here. Today's message is called The Monster. And this whole month we had this theme of the Phantom of the Opera. Right? And and this guy, if you ever seen like a play, if you ever seen pictures of it, he's the guy with like the half mask and he goes around and he's just like randomly playing the piano in creepy dark places, right? That's the fan of the opera. And everybody considers him an outcast. Everybody considers him a... Say, what's the word? It starts with an M. Can't get my glasses on. <laughs> Praise God. Need help with that. He is a... Let's all say on the count of three. He is a... He is a monster. And usually monsters represent something evil, if I'm correct, if I'm not... little. Monsters usually represent something evil, a scary creature, something that's not ordinary, right? We understand. Growing up, you never were in a hurry to meet the monster. Am I correct? You never were in a rush. You're like, there's a monster over there. Really? Where? Where's he at? I'm going to say hi. No. Whenever you heard about the monster, it's just like, you're walking away from it. Growing up, I'm Hispanic, if you guys couldn't tell. Mexican, Puerto Rican, and there's this word for monster that we use. We don't say monster. My parents never taught us that word. And they're like, he's a monster. No, 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 it's cucuy. And whenever you hear that word, it's Spanish for monster. If you look it up in a Spanish dictionary, it's not going to be there. We made it up. But this is what it is. Growing up, my parents used to get me to do things by telling me, if you don't do this, the cucuy is going to come and eat you. I didn't. Ne I never saw the kukui to this day, but I knew as a young man, I did not want to be eaten. And so that struck fear in my heart when she told me the monster, kukui, if I did not clean my room, was going to eat me. And it struck fear. It's not normal. It's a scary creature. It's like the dark side. It's those who are rejected, right? And so, and so keeping with that, I, I want to talk to you today. There's a story in the Bible, most of you don't know. There's a story in the Bible about a monster. How many of you guys knew I was going to talk about this? From Go to Intimate Worship. Now he's talking to us about a monster. Maybe God messed up on this one. Hey, check this out. There is the capability, there is the opportunity for every one of you in here 
Not that we want this to become a monster. This is what the Bible says in the King James Version. It says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I'll read it again. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? The Bible just described to you your heart saying it is deceitful above all things and desperately wanting to do evil, wanting to do the wrong thing. You ever see it? When you tell a baby not to do something, watch, don't touch that. They're going right up to the thing and wanting to touch it and looking right back at you. Who taught that baby to do that? No, it wasn't Adam. Who taught that baby to do it? Don't, don't do this. Stay over there. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. You don't need someone to teach you how to sin. It's not like you have a sin coach, right? You ever see like a coach like, come on, steal, 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 steal. No, 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 no. There's no one teaching you how to lie. Right? It just comes naturally. And for some of us today, it's still something naturally that the Lord is working on us. But you understand that in God's eyes, that is something that you just do not do. It separates you from him. There's a story in the Bible about a man who turned into a monster. And if you can open up your Bibles, I'll get right to it, to the book of Daniel, chapter 4. We're going Old Testament today. The book of Daniel, chapter 4. Praise God. And if we can get it up on the screen for me, please. I want you guys to catch this. Daniel 4. Before we get into that, let's go ahead and read Daniel 4, verses 24 through 27. Amen. Before you start reading and before you start looking for where it talks about the monster, I know that's, where's the monster? Where's he at? Let me read. He's not in 24, 20, no, no. Here's a story about a man. His name is King, this is going to be a tough word, King Nebuchadnezzar. Everybody say King Nebuchadnezzar. That was pretty fairly easy. Say King Nebuchadnezzar. King Nebuchadnezzar. Now, this is a king of the Bible who wasn't an Israelite. He was not part of God's like chosen people. He was a king of Babylon. This man had built up for himself a strong kingdom, a mighty empire, and no one could stand up against him. As a matter of fact, the people around him 
were no match for him when he would come into a land. He would conquer because of his power and might. Not to say he was a powerful man, but of his army, but of his kingdom. He had power. And when he said the word, it happened. King Nebuchadnezzar, a strong Babylonian king. So he thought. So he thought. And before we read in 24, I want to give it to you like this. There was a dream that this king, King Nebuchadnezzar, had. The Bible specifically tells that King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. And, and it stirred him so much, and it was so vivid, and he knew that, man, man, this, this means something. Sometimes we have dreams of the, of the silliest things. Like, I had a dream with you in it last night. What? Yeah, you were doing this. You were. I remember one time my cousin had one of the most silliest dreams ever. And he was kind enough to share it. We're waking up. He slept over. I'm like, how'd you sleep? I had one of the weirdest dreams ever. I'm like, please tell. Okay. Well, we were walking, right? We walked out of church. I'm like, so far, so good. And, and then we were walking out. We walked out the doors. We stepped into a desert. Hold on a second. We walked out from the church. Yes. So we're walking out of the church. Yes. And into a desert. Yes. Continue. Uh, and we're walking out, and then you started to get thirsty. I was like, seems we're all right, walking in a desert, getting thirsty. Okay, he's pretty sane, even though from the part walking out from the church into a desert. All right. And, and I'm looking around, and there was nothing there. So what happened? So I go, we keep on walking, and, and I look, I see something red. Okay, please tell, what did you see? We're walking up, and this time like, I'm, I'm helping you along, and I see a fire hydrant. Okay, what happened? So I'm walking up to the fire hydrant. I pick it up, and I give it to you. You start drinking from the fire hydrant. Please, I'm telling him, do not share any more dreams with me. What in the world was it? You see, some of the weirdest dreams, and we're trying to interpret it. How many of you guys ever got like a weird dream? How many of you guys, watch this, how many of you guys ever had a dream where you felt like, man, God was speaking to me? God can speak to you through dreams. How many of you guys ever had a dream that was just like, I'd never want to dream that again? Yeah, it happens. Here's this, here's King Nebuchadnezzar. He has a dream, and it stirs him up so much that he remembers it so vividly, like when he wakes up, everything that happened, he remembers. And here's the dream in the shore. There was a dream, he had a dream of a tree. A huge, massive tree that reached up to the skies. And there was animals, there was birds, there was beasts of the field that came under this tree and that received shelter, that received food from this tree. That There was this tree that was providing everything and people came to it. And then there was a voice of the Lord saying, cut down that tree. Cut down that tree. And here's this king, and here's, he doesn't just get random dreams like that, like, oh, this, but it's like, this has to mean something. So he's getting all the magicians, he's getting all the sorcerers around him and saying, what does this mean? Uh, we, we don't know. We, uh, we, we, we couldn't tell. And, and he's having a hard time finding people to come and interpret, what does this mean? What does this mean? And he's getting all the people that practice magic and all that stuff. And those people could not figure it out. And then they start saying, wait a minute, there is someone that we know that interprets dreams. A man named Daniel. He's done it before. 
Have your king summon him. So here is Daniel, this young man of God, coming up to this king and saying, how can I help you? And the king saying, I had this dream, and let me tell you this dream. And so the king tells the dream to Daniel. And this is where we pick up in Daniel 4.24, and it says this. This is the interpretation, O king. Now Daniel's interpreting the king's dream of the tree. And this is the decree the Most High has issued against my Lord the King. You will be driven away from people and will live with the wild animals. You will eat grass like cattle and be drenched with the dew of heaven. Seven times will pass by for you until you acknowledge that the Most High is sovereign over the kingdoms of men and gives them to anyone he wishes. The command to leave the stump of the tree with its root means that your kingdom will be restored when you acknowledge that heaven rules. Therefore, O king, be pleased to accept my advice. Renounce your sins by doing what is right, your wickedness by being kind to the oppressed. It may be then that your prosperity will continue. Here is Daniel telling the king, like, dude, here it is. I, I, I just wish that this king, this, this dream was for your enemies, but this is for you. This is what it means. You will lose everything. That tree being cut down, that is you. You will no longer have your glory. You will no longer have your fame. You will be cut down. The Lord, check this out, the Lord will strike you down. You have to see. Some of you are thinking, like, man, it doesn't sound like... What, what did he? You have to understand. At this point in time, King Nebuchadnezzar cared nothing for God. Did not want nothing to do with God. Did not even respect God. And so, King Nebuchadnezzar, this was his problem. And I'll say it just straightforward: pride. He said, "He's looking around, and wouldn't you? He's walking out one side his kingdom, and he's looking around. And he's saying, yeah." I got it made. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. And at this point in time, King Nebuchadnezzar, the Babylonians, were over. They had conquered Israel. You see, they were in charge. See, God's people, God was dealing with that king because his people were under his authority. Even though he wasn't an Israelite, he had conquered and invaded because God allowed for it to happen. Now this king thinking like, man, I'm big shot, I'm in charge, look at these people. They said they had a God and I came over here and crushed them. Where's their God now? Bashing God. I, I look, listen, what I did. I, King Nebuchadnezzar, built this army, built this kingdom, established this government, made this wealth for myself. I did it. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. God allowed it. God allowed it. Here it is. He went from a king to a monster. What? That's, that's not a monster. Here's what happens. Let's keep on reading in, in 28. The dream is fulfilled. All this happened to King Nebuchadnezzar. Twelve months later, as King was walking on the roof of his royal palace of Babylon, he said, Is not this the great Babylon? Check this out. Is this not the great Babylon? I have built as the royal residence by my mighty power and for the glory of my majesty. This guy's a little cocky. Uh, me, 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 me. My, 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 my. I, I, I. 
Check this out. 31. The words were still on his lips when a voice came from heaven. This is what is decreed for you, King Nebuchadnezzar. Your royal authority has been taken from you. You will be driven away from people and will live with the wild animals. You will eat grass like cattle. Seven times will pass by for you until you acknowledge that the Most High is sovereign over the kingdoms of men and gives you gives them to anyone he wishes. Immediately. When? Imme- everybody say immediately. Immediately what had been said about Nebuchadnezzar was fulfilled. He was driven away. Check this out. He was driven away from the people and ate grass like cattle. His body was drenched with the dew of heaven until his hair grew like the feathers of an eagle and his nails like the claws of a bird. Immediately what had been said. I'd like to point this out and and getting to that description to you and I'll explain it. God is not slow and making his promises come true. Whenever he says something, it's going to happen. We have to understand and realize that just because we can't see it, it's not in our timing. God will make it happen, especially when he's dealing with you and you repenting from your sin. If you're not getting it right, guess what? It will catch up to you. Bible says immediately what had been said about Nebuchadnezzar was fulfilled. He was driven away from the people and ate grass like a cattle, like a madman. Imagine you during the king... You're in the house or the royal palace of the king and you're watching him and all of a sudden you see your king lose it. He's going mad. The Bible's portraying something that just describes madness. Just losing it. And he's, he's going out and he leaves his kingdom eating grass like a cattle. And it described him how, just, how, how his body just, just started to look, how he wasn't kept. And it says his hair grew like the feathers of an eagle, his nails like the claws of a bird. A madman. Once to tall, a king. Crazy. Now I have these pictures for you, if we can get the first one up. I want to help you see this. Now, that is not King Nebuchadnezzar. That is not. Can anybody, on the count of three, I want you to just go ahead and scream it out who this monster is. One, two, three. It is Frankenstein. It is Frankenstein. We all know that he was created. Watch this. Our next monster is probably one of the most ferocious. Thank you for turning there. On the count of three, if we can say his name. One, two, three. He, he is Sully from Monsters, Inc. Yes. And, and I believe this next picture, if we can get it up, don't change it, keep it there, is an illustration for you of King Nebuchadnezzar before, before his fall before he became mad and lost his mind now check this out this is what portrayed of a babylonian king you see the features of the crown you see his pointy beard you see all the his 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 garments you see his jewelry and king nebuchadnezzar i'm telling you what he's not so much different from us at times we may not have the majesty. We may not have a kingdom. But you know what? We probably do struggle a lot with the same thing that King Nebuchadnezzar did. 
pride. Pride. And I'll tell you what, when you're saved, when you're, when you're sanctified, when God changes you on these altars, probably the easiest things to change is probably what? The only things we can see, the lust, maybe maybe our, the, how we speak, right? We can see change in that. But some of the harder things that God would deal with you and that you would have to learn to let God into your life and give up is pride. Because what, it's easy for, to stop doing something. It's like, I can stop swearing. I can stop doing that. I don't have to swear. I just won't swear. I, I won't. And, and you, it's, it's easy to just maybe not look at people the wrong way and be like, I won't judge or I, I won't lust. That's, that's on the physical. Hold on a second. Now what happens inside? Pride. You see, God can do such a work in us that we can begin to see the physical begin to change. But in our hearts, pride. Has that changed? And this is a portrait. I want to show this next one of what people describe or people just, they just drew an artist's illustration of King Nebuchadnezzar. If we can get it up there for me, please. I believe I found the kukui. I believe if there was such a monster, that would be it. But to understand what the Bible is portraying to you it said he grew his hair like he didn't become an eagle and have crazy claws. It's describing to you this guy went mad. Imagine yourself. Look to your neighbor and say, I'm going to picture you. If you did not get a haircut, if you did not take care of yourself, if you just let it all hang out, this is what you would look like. Put you on blast. Some of you look like that right now. No, just kidding. Here it is. The Bible is portraying something, and, and just this is the picture, someone going mad. See, God's quick to judge. God's quick in his word. And you have to understand this. Pride is the monster in us all. It, it, it changes us from, uh, from a Christian loving God into something, an animal, just something that's rejected. It's in this, in this uh, ah! I'm telling you. I'll give you another example. If we don't look at King Nebuchadnezzar, anybody ever heard the name Lucifer? The name Lucifer. There are, there are passages in the Bible that describe uh, an, an angel, so a lofty one, the morning star, and how majestic he was. And you can relate these into, look into the example of, of the devil. He was an angel. Before he was there, he was an angel. Check this out. In charge of worship. In charge, he was like the one that was in charge up in heaven. He had a rank. And he said to himself, why can't I be like him? Why does he have to receive all the praise? And Jesus described in the Gospels that he saw the devil fall like lightning from heaven when he committed that sin of pride. Fell. Fell. Why can't I be like God? Why does he have to always get the last say? Why is he in charge? Fell like, it wasn't even a fight. It wasn't like, I'm going to stay here. The Bible says that he fell and a third of the innumerable amounts of angels fell with him. 
a third, one third, fell with him. Demons came down with him. Fallen angels, we think is cute. But check this out. The cause, the root of it, pride. The monster in us all. Now, I, I want to describe this to you because pride, see, here's the thing. It's very sneaky. It's not one of these things where you can cap on it, where you can notice that you're dealing with pride. Now, many of you, even today, walking up to us may be dealing with pride, and you may have the worst case of it. But it's not going to show on the physical. If you're dealing with, with something, we can tell because, like, man, I, I've been doing this. I've been sleeping around. Man, I've been doing this. I, I can't stop swearing. Man, I've been doing this. I've been, I've been talking about so-and-so. I've been causing problems. And, uh, see, that, that's on the physical. We can deal with that. Pride, this is what pride does. I'm not going to worship. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to read my Bible. What? I got to do this in order to... What? No. Well, how about in worship? Guys, I want you guys to close your eyes and I want you to pray right now. God's going to speak to you. Just let God move. He said God's going to speak to us. <laughs> Look at that one. Look at that one on their knees. <laughs> That's what pride looks like. Can't take orders. You have to understand this one thing. The quickest thing that will do you in, pride. It's, it's quicksand. I'm telling you. Because here's the thing. You have to say, I am not perfect. I am not in control. This is what pride is, definition. It's an excessive, watch this, an excessive self-esteem, conceited vanity. All about my, me, myself, and I. How about this one? A false hope, security in oneself. It's not of God. Affects your ability, watch this, affects your ability to love, forgive, serve, and live for God. I'll read it again. It affects your ability to love, to forgive others, forgive serve and live for God. If you're one of those people that always say to yourself, well, you know what, so-and-so did such to me, I'm not going to do it until they come to me. Pride. Pride. Or how about this? You made a mistake this week. You messed up. And you were looking at the wrong things. And, and fellas, you went into your room and did what no one else will talk about. Or ladies, you were lusting after guys. Or, or you were going up and, and you were just gossiping, whatever it may be today. Or you know what? How about we switch it? Guys, you were gossiping. Ladies, you were lusting. And today you have an opportunity to come clean and say, God, forgive me of my sins. I ain't going to pray. You see, on, on the outside, it may seem like you're not hurting nobody because we don't know about it and you're not telling us uh, no harm. Pride. It's stopping you from God. Why do you think the devil was kicked out? Why do you think it was such a big deal? Except... It literally separates you from God. Me, myself, and I. Pride. And here, here's the thing. And, and I'll explain from my own, my own relationships and my own doing. So many times when I lived a life of sin, I had the grace. I had the opportunity to come clean. When I was struggling, when I was dealing with things, I had the opportunity to come clean clean and say, hey, I need help. Pride is a thing that says, no. You can pray on your own. You'll be fine. You don't need help. 
How about this? When Sometimes when we're talking with you and we want to encourage you guys and we're saying, hey, do this, do this. I'm not going to do that. Rebellion at its finest, but pride. You want to put a name to it? Pride. Open up your Bibles to me in closing to James. James 4, verses 6 through 7. James 4, verses 6 through 7. Keep your finger in Daniel. We're going to get back to there. James 4, verses 6 through 7. When you're there, go ahead and say amen. If you're not there, say hold up. James 4, verses 6 through 7. It says this. But he gives us more grace. That is why the scripture says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Verse 7, submit yourselves then to to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. I'll read it again. But he gives us more grace. It's talking about God. He gives us more grace. That is why the scripture says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. I love what Pastor Joe's dad said one time. I was in a, I was in a meeting with Pastor Joe. Uh, his parents were there one time and, and we were talking. It was just this one lesson that it was going down good and Pastor Joe's dad was walking down and he heard it. He's like, man, if you don't mind, um, Joe, I'd like to say something. Yeah, sure. This is what the Bible says. And he, and he quoted this. He said, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. And he said this. I sure don't want to be the one that God opposes. I don't want to be that person that God is against. You get me? Because if God is the all-supreme God, if he created everything by speaking it out, he has the last say. I don't want to be against his team. You know what I mean? And so much of us, we are against God. We oppose God, and God opposes us because of our pride. He gives grace to the humble. Here's your solution. Humble yourselves. Submit yourselves. That means to humble. You guys should write taking notes for this. Submit yourselves to God. How does that happen? I don't know about you, but this is how God does it for me. I'm praying and I'll go in my room, and I'll close the door, and I'll put on some music, and I'm over here. What usually happens, I like to dance, I like to shout, I like to sing, but then it usually comes to this point where I'm on my knees, and I'm, and I'm praying, and I'm saying, God, just speak, and, and I'm praying, and I'm listening to the Lord. And so many times, he deals with me with some things, like, Mad Adam, you did this, you shouldn't have done this, just get this right. Call up so-and-so, say you're sorry, you were wrong on this one, and then, and then come back, let's, let's do this thing. God, are you going to tell me that? I'm trying to pray. I love you. I want you. No, 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 no. No, you, you go get this right. Do this, and then you come back. Now, do it now. God, man. Hello? Yeah, man, remember that one time? Dude, I didn't mean it like that. I apologize. Cool. Bless you, man. How many times in, in our prayer time, check this out. Do we even hear from God? Does God speak to us? 
And if he says something, do we do it? How many times when we're up here and we're saying, we're encouraging you as leaders, because some of you guys are not probably, oh, I don't hear God. Well, let me encourage you. Here, just listen to what we're saying. This is what was happening in the service. Do this. I don't, I don't know about that. I, I can't do that. Humble yourself. Humility says this. I can't do a thing, but God can. I'm going to do it God's way. Let's flip quickly back to Daniel. If you can stand to your feet. Daniel 4, let's pick up where we left off. Verse 34, in closing. At the end of the time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes toward heaven, and my sanity was restored. Then I praised the Most High. I honored and glorified Him who lives forever. His dominion is an eternal dominion. His kingdom endures from generation to generation. Hold up. Who? Nebuchadnezzar? And I never... What about the same guy that said, this is what I've done. I never can I built this kingdom. What? Hold on a second. He said, and at the end of that time, I never connected, raised my eyes toward heaven and my sanity was restored. Then I praised the most high. Nebuchadnezzar, what? I honored and glorified him who lives forever. His dominion is an eternal dominion. His kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the peoples of the earth are regarded as nothing. He does as he pleases with the powers of heaven and the peoples of the earth. No one can hold back his hand or say to him, what have you done? At the same time that my sanity was restored, my honor and my splendor were returned to me for the glory of my kingdom. My advisors and nobles sought me out, and I was restored to my throne, and I became even greater than before. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and exalt and glorify the King of Heaven, because everything He does is right, and all of His ways are just. And those who walk in pride, He is able to humble. And those who walk in pride, he is able to humble. He was a man who thought he had it all figured out. And a word of God was spoken against him. Instead of wising up, instead of listening to that advice, what came up, what shot up him was pride. I'm not going to do it that way. I will not do that. I will not surrender to God. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and exalt and glorify the King of Heaven because everything He does is right and all of His ways are just. So here's a man, before you would talk to him, before the incident happened, he wouldn't tell you, flip God, forget about Him, don't need Him. Look at this. Sanity was taken, then restored even to greater than what he had. And he realized, you, you know what? I thank God. Some of you guys need a breaking in this place. 
Because you know what? You come to church and you look clean, you look nice, everything seems cool, and you talk, you talk like a Christian. What's up, man? How you doing? God bless you. Nice to meet you. Thank you for having me here. Oh, we had a good time. Thank you. But you're not up at these altars crying out. But you're not up here asking God to fill you with his grace and love, asking for forgiveness. That's not you. Oh, you, you might raise your hand. I'll give God that. But I don't want to be too radical. That's not for me. Is it not? You can ask King Nebuchadnezzar. What would he say? Here's what he'd say. And he is able to humble those who walk in pride. And those who walk in pride, he's able to humble. <laughs> he's able to humble you who walk in pride. You think you know it all. You act like you know it all. How about this? Even in a time like this, guys, let's take this serious. Let's not joke around for every little thing that happens. Let's all giggle and laugh because it's funny. Oh, I'll let's, let's mature. Let's, let, second grade can't be in here. You understand that you're 11 to 18. 11-year-olds act better than some of us in here. Praise God, God is able to humble you. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, some of the things that you guys need is a, is a good rebuke from a loving pastor. Humble you right quick. But guys, I'm here to encourage you and let you know that that thing, that, that barrier, that wall, that monster, the pride, what we call it, God is able to take that from you. I don't want to get to the place where, where everything falls in and then I realize I should have listened to my leaders. I should have done it God's way. I should have gone to that service. I should be obedient. I don't want everything crashing in so I realize, hold on a second. God had a way for me out this whole entire time and such and such was encouraging me. My friend was encouraging me. I should have listened to them. I just, I feel like I know it all and I couldn't do it. And then you will look up and say, I praise you, God. I remember I came to my senses one time, crying out before the Lord, because the whole entire time I grew up in church, I knew better, I had parents that taught me the word of God, that showed me that even on a baseball day, when I had a game on Sunday, they said, you're going to church first, and if you can make it for that second game, you will make it, but you will understand God comes first. Understanding that. And even as a young child, I can't believe this, ugh. And in growing up, even going to elevate and being in the 101 and listening, don't do this. Live holy. Live holy. You can do this. Whatever. Have my girlfriend on the side. It started innocent. I never told anybody about my situation. I should have. But I had this clean reputation that I wanted to protect. I couldn't tell nobody. They wouldn't understand. They expect me to be better than that. So I let sin creep in. Pride kept on pushing me back from God. I stopped going to church, started sleeping around with my girlfriend, until I came back to an altar call one time. After two times almost having a kid, almost having my girlfriend come back with positive results. Coming to an altar call, realizing all the things that have happened that God has spared me from, and I realized, and I came to that altar call, I said, I need God. 
man, I, I need God. And right then and there, I just felt like that whole wall that I built up pride stopped me from God. God came and he crashed through it. I'm sorry, I, I don't know what it felt like, but it just felt like this burden breaking down. Everybody talks about, what did it feel like? It felt like this burden breaking off of you. This is what happened. He crushed pride in my life. When I humbled myself, I said, God, I don't want that there. I built up a wall, and it's, it's blocked me from you. God came with the bulldozer and plowed that thing through, and now I have this relationship. When I felt the Lord, and that was the most, most awesome, most, most, most alive feeling that I ever had, just knowing that's what God feels like, crying I said I want this I'm not going to trade this over for nothing I, I won't want this I'm trading in my relationship I'm done with that I want God and some of you need to let God break down that wall of pride and close and close your eyes for me and now to a prayer I felt like you can get some just some soft music in the back I, I want you guys to reflect and I can't tell you what pride looks like. I can just tell you that more than likely there's pride. And I'm not asking if you're holier than thou. This is not an altar call where it says, well, no, I'm asking for everybody in this place to pray. See, pride is one of those sins. The moment you say, I don't have pride. That's not me. There it is. There's pride poking up its head again. I don't need to pray. Yep, that's, that's pride. I'm just talking to a people, a youth group that's saying, hey, I'm on the same boat as you. I need God to humble me. Humble yourself before the Lord so that he may lift you up. God opposes the proud but gives grace for the humble. I don't know about you, but I want a boatload of grace coming my way. Humble before the Lord. Come on, we were praying for pride in this place. But anything else you may be dealing with, we're not saying we're not going to pray for that. We're praying for God to humble us. All I'm saying is this. Everybody in this place can use some more humility. Everybody. I'm the most humble person there is, Adam. That's pride. Come on. I'm going to open up these altars and I want you guys to cry out to God. I want you guys to come up and just let God crush that thing let him take it out you don't fake don't fake it for me don't cry out for me cry out because you want God to do a change in your life like you're done living that life of sin you're done putting on this mask you're done dealing with and being that monster right now in the name of Jesus Father I pray that you touch hearts you touch hearts in this place, God, that people wouldn't hide, even still after a message like this, that, God, they would admit that they need humility. God, they need your grace. Enable your people. Father, Holy Spirit, let it come down in Jesus' name. One, two, three, if that's you, just come on up. You can find any place in this sanctuary to pray. You can come up to these altars. Find a place to pray. Just deal with it right now. Come on, you can put this song up. Come on, now you got to talk with God. It's you talking with God now. Come on.
Father, we bless your name in this place. God, you say that when we worship, when we when we sacrifice, when we put our sin on the altars, and we come to you asking for forgiveness, humbling ourselves, you said it is a it is a fragrant aroma that rises up. When your people worship, it is a fragrant aroma of God. And, and right now, at this very moment, there are people that are giving their lives up, that are putting down their pride. God, I ask that you fill them with your grace. God, I ask that you fill them with your forgiveness. May they receive it in this place. God, may it be something finalized. God, may your Holy Spirit's power be in their life. So they can leave these doors and walk it out. It's not just a good dream. It's not just a great hope. But it is something you are doing now and we receive it. Come on, if that's you and you receive it, just say, I receive. Come on, you have to say it out. I'm not going to I receive it today. Come on. Father, I pray for every student here that that will become a reality. They got daily, every day when they wake up, they say, God, it's your day. God, this is your show. God, you call the shots. God, use me to be a vessel. God, give me your spirit so that I'm not alone. God, guide me throughout the day because things come up against me that I don't know what to do. God, tell me how to handle this situation. I don't want to act like I know what's going on. But Father, humble me. Humble me. 
We ask that you do this in the name of Jesus. Touch every heart. Touch every heart in the name of Jesus. Come on, in closing, I want you guys to stand to your feet. You guys can make a circle around and hold hands for me, please. Begin to stand up, come up to the center and, and hold hands. It can go off like this around. Praise God. If you can lower it down for me, please. I want to encourage you guys that pride, it, it's a sneaky little thing. The moment you say, well, there's no pride, that's, that's pride. I said it, but I'll say it again. The moment that you say, but Adam, I'm the most humble person out there. Pride. Let someone else say good things about you, amen. You're not the one like, me, me, look what I do. Look, I'm this, I'm that. No, no, no. You're humble, amen. Let's, let's, let's put that out there. Let's just say, I'm humble. Praise God. Come on, just say it. You guys need to practice saying it. I'm humble. Careful, don't be saying it. I'm the most humble person out there. <laughs> That's a little prideful. Praise God. If we can have Ellie come on up to the stage. And uh, I'm going to be going out with Pastor Joe Nancy and Christina Pillman. She comes to our church as 201 leader. Um, to India this Monday. Our plan leaves at 4. And we're flying from Chicago to Newark, New Jersey. There's a layover there. And it's a 14-hour flight from New Jersey straight to New Delhi, India. And then for two weeks, I'm going to be halfway around the world just ministering over there. Pastor Joe has told me I'm going to be preaching um, sometimes. And I'm going to have the opportunity to work with the youth in India. And obviously, there's a language barrier. Obviously, I don't speak the language. That doesn't stop the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. If I can get them with the good, hallelujah. That's it. That's all the Holy Spirit needs. They're falling out in the Holy Spirit. But I want you guys to come and agree with me and just believe God is going to do some awesome things. I want this youth group to pray for people. You're not going to even meet them. I'll go out and I'll see their faces. We're praying from now. We're praying for people that I'll see in about a couple of days from now. But let's believe and come in agreement that God will do a great work in India and Nepal as we meet with our churches. That God would do such a revival within the young people. Come on, there's young people out there just like you, halfway across the world. And they're in desperate need of God as well. I say that this youth group cries out and come in agreement that God's going to do a great work both here and there. Amen. Boom, shaka, laka. Let's have Ellie pray for us. Come on. Hallelujah, Father. Come on, Lord God. You are worthy, Lord God. You are awesome, Lord God. You are the, the Lord of everything, Lord God. You are the Lord of America, Lord God. You are the Lord over Elevate, Lord God. You are the Lord over everybody, Lord God. Even in India, Lord God. Even here, Lord God. Even people who, who are struggling right now with even accepting the message right now, Lord God. You still are Lord over them, Lord God. Even though they don't want to give their commitment to you, they don't want to be faithful to you, Lord God. You still are calling to them, Lord God. 
And so I pray right now, Lord God, that every single person will respond not only to the message, Lord God, but just to you, Lord God. Everything that was said today, Lord God, and especially when Adam goes, Lord God, and he preaches to the, to the young people in India, Lord God, and Nepal. I pray, Lord God, that he would just be uh, used by your Holy Spirit. That he right there, Lord God, would just be just uh, used, Lord God, in a mighty way, Lord God, to touch hearts, Lord God. People who are, who are being uh, hard-hearted, people who are being fake, people who have masks, Lord God, themselves. I pray that you just completely put your spirit, Lord God, in that place and you rock it, Lord God, for your glory, Jesus. Come on, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that today, Lord God, we will all leave here, Father God, finally understanding, Lord God, that it's okay to take off the mask. It's okay to, to, uh, to admit that we have pride, and it's okay to say that we want to be humble, and we're going to work at it, Lord God. So hallelujah, Lord God. I pray that you just have your way with us, Lord God, and that you just be with us as we go from this place, Lord God. In Jesus' name. And we all said. And everybody said. If you guys could do me the kindest favor, why don't you bless your neighbor and then quickly find your seat. We want to get you some quick announcements. Bless your neighbor. Just bless you. Bless you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Come on. You're the most humble person I know. <laughs> Praise him. 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 Okay, guys, like I said, for in Monday till two weeks, I'll be in India. Next week, this will help tie with the announcements. If we could just get the announcements going, I'll just go through it really quickly um, and give it to you guys. Just feigning some nachos right now. If we can have Sister Leilani fix me up a bowl of nachos, extra cheese on the bottom, girl. You know how we do. Go get it, go. <laughs> no, girl. <laughs> Just kidding. You can be here, girl. So here it is, guys. Our vision. How many of you guys can see if you can do it with me? Our vision is... Land, God, land, people. Literally, that's what it sounds like when I'm on the stage. Everybody tries to say it at once, then they die out. Land, God, land, Loving God, loving people. Let's all say it like that. Ready? On three. One, two, three. <laughs> that sounded a lot better. Loving God, loving love. <laughs> Our strategy is... On three. One, two, three. Connect, mentor, and send. We believe that so much you connect in a life group. What's up? How you doing? My name is so-and-so. Oh, that's what's up. Cool, cool, cool. Because half the time, when people come into the church, it's like they're not going to want to join one-on-one right away. Unless they're super saved and they get really touched by God. I'm not saying it can't happen. But I'm saying a lot of people, they're just like, I don't know you like that. Discipleship, one-on-one is for you. I don't know. What? Are you crazy? It ain't happening like that. I know that. I wasn't even like that, even though I grew up in the church. Hey, this is one-on-one. I got baseball. I can't go. I'm serious. That's what it was. And then I found out that, you know what, just fellowship. After, check this out, after every youth service, every almost everybody will go back to my house and kick it. Right, Leilani? She only came once in a while. <laughs> but literally, that's, that's how it happened. It was a fellowship. And what do we do? Watch a movie, get pizza, laugh at each other, tell jokes. It was cool. It was chill time. Right? You know, sometimes the Pastor Joe would come up, we watch the movies. Everybody would fall asleep. Pastor Joe would be the only one awake. 
great movie. Everybody's just waking up like, oh man, I fell asleep. Time to go. Yeah, it's two o'clock. All right, guys, about bye. Just leave. We're awake. Everybody's like waking up. So a life group, guys. We're not sleeping over. <laughs> you guys are not sleeping over Ellie's house or my house, but no, no, because we have the guys and girls situation. It wouldn't be cool. Or maybe Cynthia can take you out to yours. I have the guys in mind. Ellie, maybe. Yeah. So it's it's always a possibility. But guys, tomorrow we're meeting up. Uh, Leilani and and Ellie are still meeting up. So guys, just connect to a life group. Amen. Everybody said, praise God. Next life for me, a mentor. Okay, the one-on-one. If you're in the one-on-one, what is the word we use today for the one-on-one? No, 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 no. We use that word for attendance. Booyah. So if you're in the one-on-one, just give me a loud booyah on the count of three. One, two, three. Booyah. Thank you. So here. And the rebel said, Akapuria. Humble yourself. Pride. Humble yourself. <laughs> this, is what, this is what it is. Discipleship, the one-on-one. Guys, we understand that if you come to church, and this is all, I'm, I'm not against you coming to church, but I'm saying there's, there's more. Okay, when I was young, right? So you couldn't trick me, even though I was young. Right? When, when you're young, you have the bottle, and they give you milk. and Because you can't have solid foods yet when you're a baby. What kind of a responsible adult will give a steak, a T-bone steak, to a one-year-old? Eat up. Have fun. What kind of just like that baby's gonna? It doesn't make sense. You just you gotta let them digest. You gotta you gotta be able to give them food. Jello. We start with pudding. Okay, that's where you start. Okay, you can put a little chicken in the pudding too. But that's you gotta start somewhere. Don't worry about it. We're Hispanics. We do. All right, Gerber. You eat that, and so you you grow. You you gradually get to that place, and then when when you're a little older, you get that steak. You get you, if you want chicken, you can get chicken, but I prefer steak. I remember coming into the house, you know, when you get back from home or get back from school, you come home, and mom was there because she worked, she didn't work, and something steak right away. What's for what's for breakfast? Leftovers. Ah, what's for breakfast? What's for lunch? My bad. You guys know what I mean by that. You want to mature, so when you come to a service, it's just like you're getting just. The essentials. But when you get to the one-on-one, we give you that steak. If you're in the one-on-one, you're getting steak. Let me see by a show of hands if you're getting steak. Not literal steak, but you guys... I lost you guys. Just join the one-on-one. The steak is good for you. Next slide for me, please. Oh, by the way, I'm going to India. They don't eat cows over there. No hamburgers. Or pigs either. No, look, check this out. No cows. Or no pigs, so no bacon. Yeah, yeah, no hamburgers, no steak. So this is what I'm going to do. I figured out, I have it planned out. I'm going to go to India, find the only atheist out there, and go up and say, what's up, and we're going to have a cow. Because they don't believe in the same guys. Because in India right now, the, the main religion is Hinduism. And they're the ones that don't kill the cows because they believe it's a god, and they think the pig is just really a dirty animal. So I'm going to go find the one that doesn't believe in Hinduism, that's an Indian and say, let's go have a cup. <laughs> I already have it planned out. Just stray away from the team. Let's get this one. Yes. All right. Wanted interns. Let me have Elliot come on up. Give it up for Elliot as he comes on up. He's just walking back and forth, getting a great exercise. It's a handsome man you are. Just a pretty man. 
just a pretty man. Come here, bro. Let me let me see. See, look at this. He, Elia, Elia is my right hand man, and he he lets me. No, you can stay right there. He lets me do things to him. Isn't he a pretty guy? See, he has to take it. Hmm. I'm just kidding. It's getting awkward now. Go ahead. All right, guys. You guys are gonna know the, the drill, okay? So. It's tomorrow. That's going to be the awesome thing. You guys need to come out. It's going to be so just, it's going to be fun. It's going to be intense. You're going to learn so much. I'm telling you, uh, if you guys want to preach, you have to come tomorrow because we are going to make a little schedule for you guys so you can get your little preach on. You can be a little mini Adam. I don't know where I went with that. I'm so sorry. But yeah, but it's from 12 to 3 be here at 12 o'clock we should uh, have access to here and we're just gonna put some worship on and all that and then after that we'll get everything organized you guys are going to be sent out to do the things of the lord all right all right cool humble yourself ellie <laughs> don't make fun of the pastor hachu hachu <laughs> i don't do that it's a horrible impression do i do that guys oh you guys are bogus Wanted interest, so that's starting tomorrow. Come on out. It'll change. I don't say that lightly. It will change your life. It will. It will be right. Is that right? I love his reaction. <laughs> For sure, they're going to be right. Yes? Yes. Okay, we're just going to have to play that one by ear. But just keep on calling Ellie. Blow up his phone. All right? We love you, Ellie. We're going to blow up your phone. Next slide for us, please. We did this one, son. Praise God. So make some noise for the mission trip. Guys, it's going to happen. It is happening. Now, now I'm serious now, Leilani. I need some nachos, girl. <laughs> now, girl. Okay, this is where I sat. <laughs> I'm sorry for interrupting up service for nachos. I'm sorry, guys. So look. This is we want you guys to be a part. This is what our youth group does. We're radical. We're intense. Guys, we're going to get to that place. We want to take you out. We're going to have a fun time. Like, have a camp where we all go out. And it'll be something very cool, very special. But this is what we got going right now. It's our way of saying, guys, we're going to take you out. And you guys are going to have this wonderful experience of, of fellowship, of just intimacy with the Lord, and just being a servant. And that's what it is. And my first mission trip, it was a blast. I remember it was 11 of us, rather 12 of us that went out, right? And we were in this van, and I remember someone had plantains. Bad idea. If you're Puerto Rican eating plantains, and you're in a car, and you're bumping up and down, and, and the road is rocky. Brother was a big brother, too. Stinking up the car. No shame in his game. And it's just fun. Yeah, he farted. I didn't have to say it, but you wanted me to say it. yes. But guys, it's just a really fun time. It's just a road trip with your brothers and sisters in the Lord. And letting God use you. Oh my gosh, it changed my life. Now I'm an SUM, praise Him. And so this is a, a little something that we have for you guys to get you excited. And before we play it, give it up for the Elevate Missions trip! And press play. That is your cue to press play, son. <laughs> yeah, there you are. Christ, they forget about New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans. 
nigga, anything could come from New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans We came back after the stone for New Orleans, New Orleans New Orleans, cause we know God gon' transform New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans I'm glad that I was born in New Orleans Everything out of the norm in New Orleans I came back after the storm to see New Orleans redeem My regime must seem like we scream Christ in the third wall Fourth wall, seventh wall, ninth wall The devil fight hard so we strike hard like God up the Jericho Teddy P sent me the John, I guess I couldn't let it go I got a passion for my city, I'm hurting for my city To burn the capital, I got a burden for my city The surgeon for my city to embrace the truth Just don't chase the God like God chased the youth Recruit and recruit, adults to the youth oh, Give it up, give it up, give it up It is, it is happening I think when I get back, I'll, I'll try to get a Let me see if I can get a special appearance from one of the guys from New Orleans Or Pastor Juan himself To come and talk to you guys, I don't See if I worked something up like that. So, guys, it'll happen. You want to be on this? We have Leilani. If you can come on up here for me, please. Now give it up for Leilani. Come on on up here. Praise. Where the nachos, girl? Thank you, Ricky. Where my nachos at? Okay, okay. She's gonna hook it up. Okay, so she's got some important news for you guys about this. You want to listen up? So give her all your full attention. Okay. Amen. Okay. So I have right here with me the itinerary. It has everything you need to know. Parent permission slips and all that jazz are in here. It has the information of what we'll do on a day-to-day basis when we're out there. Mind you, it might be scheduled to change, so you just got to go with the flow. But it has everything you need to know. Cost, uh, how we're getting there, who's in charge, um, just all that stuff. This Everything you need to know is right here. And so basically, I have enough here to pass out to only those who are serious about coming. Um, so if you really are coming, uh, show of hands, whatever, those who, who really want to come, raise your hand. Okay, amen. Uh, talk to your parents. I'm going to give you guys information. Sign up with me in the back on the sheet that I have just so I know if you'll be willing, if you're going to be able to afford it. Mind you, it is $200 to talk to your parents, and if anything, we're going to fundraise through the internship as well. All right, so talk to me, talk to Ellie, and we'll get it all done. All right? Amen. Praise God. Give it up for us. So you guys, if you're interested... If you're serious about it, if you know in your heart, like, man, I, I'm close to it. If you're 75% sure or higher that you want to go, come check her out. Amen. And in closing, in closing, what do we got? In closing, <laughs> SUM Chicago. Can someone run me up one of the brochures from SUM Chicago? Please, 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 quickly, quickly, quickly. Any one of the new brochures? The new brochures we have going on. Yes, run it up, run it up, run it up, run it up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you guys, and if we can get some in the back for you, if you downstairs and the, by the elevator, by the little table, we have for you guys, SUM welcomes Chicago, Illinois new cohorts. One, two, three. And I'll read it. City Lights Church, right there in diversity, our old place. Live Church by Palatine. And Faith World Church on Fullerton. So you can read all about them and how they're getting involved how they're doing the SUM program as well as us. We're still, I can't say I'm bad. Uh, no, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Praise God for just the vision. Okay, guys, so just be, be a part of it. If you are close to graduating, you're saying, man, I have a call of God in my life. I'm going to do this thing. I'm telling you, SUM, you're getting your bachelor's degree. I'm graduating next year with my BA. 
in biblical studies. Sick. Okay, so that's how we do it, guys. It's a really fun time. So if you're considering it, pick one up. But if you still want to find out more info, pick one up as well. Amen? Amen. Ties and off, we can stand to your feet. In closing, we're going to have a fun time. Leilani's going to give me my nachos. Praise God. Hallelujah. When I say that, I want you guys to go like, hallelujah, okay? Leilani's going to give me my nachos. <laughs> hallelujah. Praise him. <laughs> So this is what we're going to do, tithes and offering, guys, with so much, guys. We really need you guys to just give what God is putting on your heart. That's it. And I'm not wrong for saying this. Just like, put, give whatever God, well, God ain't telling me to give anything, so I'm straight. Now you, pride. <laughs> uh, pride. Let's, let's check that. Pride. All right. And some of you guys might pray, and God's telling me to give a million dollars. Do you have a million dollars? No. <laughs> well... Are you sure you counted the zeros right? All right, we'll pray for you. <laughs> Pride. No, no, no. Okay. So this one is, your tithe is? Math was your 10% of your total income, and your offering is whatever you offer to God after your tithe. And I believe in youth giving to God. How many of you, this is by show of hands. I'm going to take a up, Paul. How many of you guys work, have a job, have a nine to five? Keep them nice and high. Nice and high if you have a nine to five. Okay, leaders, look at it. See, make sure they actually give, okay? Make sure. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Just kidding. Raise your hand. No, no, no. But how many of you guys know, even if you don't have a job, you still get money in your hands? <laughs> Praise him. Yeah, I don't got a job, but I got money. Let's talk about that. Pride. So we figure it out. But here it is. Whatever you have in your hand, give it to the Lord. It's 10% of whatever you make goes to God. And the offering is after you're done giving tithe, just say, okay, God, this is extra because you're that awesome. Amen? Amen. So we know this math equation right here. Uh, we keep every week, we keep on doing it. And someone still says five. Just some weird number. So out of $100, 10% of 100 is... Is ten dollars ninety? No, it's ten dollars. It's what you, you're tied. Just an illustration. And in closing, if we can have Cynthia put up the bucket for us as we read this Acts ten thirty five. It says this: Remembering. Father, I thank you for every student here. Father, I thank you that you bless them to be a blessing. Something as small as even maybe just $2 or even a dollar, even just a, a change, God. Lord, you have blessed us to be a blessing. And I pray that, God, we will give out of the joyfulness in our heart. That, God, we wouldn't have to get feeling like the conviction, like, oh, I have to. But, God, it will be something that you do for us, God, as we build up your kingdom. And, Father, as we will see this week just the testimonies and the pictures coming in from India of the things that you'll be doing. Father, we bless your name. We praise you in Jesus' name. And everybody say it. Come on, DJ, bump that song. You guys are dismissed. I love you. Next week, really quick, um, um, come as you, I'll just keep on talking. Next week, we will not have Elevate. Aw. Next week, check this out. Next week, Elevate will not be here because we will be out in the Puerto Rican parade. All right? We will be there. We'll have our own corner. So come on out. Join us. We start Thursday. We'll be on the corner of North and California. So we're going to take our speakers and our sounds. 
meet up with us. We're meeting here at 10 o'clock. And then... God bless you, so we'll see you the week afterwards.